Welcome to the Composer to Composer podcast with your host, Dee Dee Jackson. That is me. Uh, this is a podcast by, for, and about composers, their lives, and the creative process in which I will explore what it means to be a composer with a particular emphasis on writing music for media, TV, film, and beyond, which is the area that I'm particularly interested in and involved in as an Emmy award-winning composer myself. And also it will feature talks with luminaries in and related to the composing field. So this will include composers as well as arrangers, orchestrators, producers, film directors, and beyond. And frankly, we'll see where it takes us. So why another podcast about and hopefully four composers, you may ask. There are actually quite a number that I've enjoyed listening to and others that are tangentially related to the field of composition and the creative process. And they cover the gamut from one podcast I've heard, Composers on Fire, that talks very much about the business end of the spectrum, uh, to others where it is much more about the creative process. Uh, The best answer I can uh, tell you is not only am I hoping to uh, delve into my particular connections that I have with people as, as I say, an Emmy Award winning composer here on the New York City based scene, but I also want to treat this almost as a a voyage of discovery (laughs) of my own in a way. Uh, One of the things that you quickly learn in this business as you move along and as you bounce from project to project is how ephemeral the creative process really is in the sense that you'll do something, you'll get a commission, you'll even do a long running television show as I had been doing until recently with Peg Plus Cat, which may continue, but we're waiting to see if it will be renewed at present. And you kind of become identified, associated with whatever it is that you might be doing. You you get invest in it emotionally. And then when it's over, you're sort of, again, having to reinvent yourself. And, and this process of reinvention really takes place in some cases on a daily basis with people making multiple calls trying to line up the next big thing or or it could happen every few months or every couple of years as I've found is the case with me. So I guess you could say that I feel like I'm in one of those states right now. I've reached this sort of mountaintop for me, this sort of personal goal of achieving an Emmy Award, which was very humbling, very exciting as one of the composing team for this now seven Emmy Award winning show, Peg Plus Cat on PBS, a children's show that I'm, I'm very proud to be associated with. And, you know, it culminates several years writing in that sort of field while I was also continuing my career as a jazz musician, uh, working with a lot of uh, established players like David Murray over the years and James Carter and... Uh, Um, uh, a number of other people, and then also getting involved in production and uh, doing work with the Roots, for example, of late. I I played in the John Lennon 75th anniversary concert they did at Madison Square Gardens Theater last November, and I did some string arrangements and performed on their last couple of CDs and so on. So so I've run the sort of gamut from project to project, and it's at this point now where I'm kind of reevaluating again where I'm at, what I want to do next and continue to try to creatively challenge myself in the process. And frankly, so there's a certain selfish motivation to this podcast in that I really want to kind of bounce ideas off uh, with other people and find out what other people are doing, how they're approaching the the whole uh, life as a composer, the sort of projects they're pursuing, how they're going about it, the business behind it, the musical approaches that they take, the setups that they employ, just the way they think about the creative process in general, the way they interact with composers from different angles, whether they're producers or directors or arrangers or engineers or music supervisors even. And I just feel like I'm somewhat reasonably, if not unusually well positioned geographically and connection-wise to kind of talk to a, a wide gamut, a wide variety of people and really explore from various, therefore, angles of attack the whole art form of composition, the business of composition, and just what it means uh, to to have a life 
uh, primarily centered around trying to be a living, working uh, composer. So that's really the motivation. I, I, I really intend to talk to a wide variety of different people, many of whom I already know anyway, personally, and as a, in a way, kind of an excuse to kind of catch up with them, but pick their brain, find out conceptually what they've been up to, and, and hopefully in doing so, share what their work is all about, get some ideas for myself, and of course, perhaps more importantly, for you guys out there as well, and hopefully motivate you in whatever it is that you're trying to do. So, so that's sort of the goal. Uh, let me give you a little overview of who I am, since my goal really, and, and one of the reasons I called the podcast Composer to Composer, is to really try not to make it entirely about me, and uh, to really make it much more a conversation between myself and whomever else I'm speaking with, and really getting inside the the head of how they think about things and what they've been up to. Um, so I don't want to spend a lot of time just you know regurgitating my own past, so let me just give it to you in a nutshell now and uh, get it over with for those of you at this point under... Uh, asking yourself, why the hell should I listen to yet another podcast about composition or the compositional process? So just in a nutshell, my background is as a classically trained pianist initially. I grew up in Canada, in, in Ottawa, and uh, started playing very young at the age of six. So my story, as, as I'm sure we'll find out as I interview other composers, is probably not dissimilar from many, and certainly not dissimilar from many that I've heard on other composing uh, podcasts. So I uh, demonstrated a talent uh, at a very early age, and you know, by the age of 12, I was playing with orchestras, and ultimately studied classical piano at Indiana University, where I was really rather miserable because I was uh, really, it w- really wasn't what I wanted to do and I didn't quite know what I did want to do. And there was a summer early on in my tenure there when I was at this music camp and I just you know, started improvising and people were complimenting me and I was thinking, wow, this is a, a thing and discovered people like Keith Jarrett who has since gone on to become the namesake of one of my two kids. Uh, one of my kids' name is Jarrett. And his propensity towards these long, sometimes some would argue long-winded, free jazz piano explorations and realized it was sort of the thing I was already doing and getting into. I later discovered a great pianist named Don Pullen and then ultimately had the opportunity to study with him, which I did, and eventually uh, did this classical degree at Indiana, as I say, but finished it and uh, promptly switched over to jazz and did a master's degree at the Manhattan School of Music, where I studied with Don Pullen on the side, I guess you would say, sort of secretly, as I was also formally studying with another great jazz pianist, Jackie Bayard. So I guess the other question would then be, well, how did we get from there to me being this composer uh, for media and uh, film and television and so on, which is sort of where I make my living now? Well, in the interim, I I had a very uh, established career, I guess you could say, as a jazz pianist and a composer. I I released 12 CDs as leader or co-leader, including among them uh, a recording I did of the Rhapsody in Blue, but but also a number of of albums in there uh, featuring all of my own original compositions, which which was something I always tried to do, and ranging from solo piano works to large-scale orchestral-oriented works uh, to everything in between, and a couple of operas, and did a lot of things like that. And, uh, and there just became a point where I guess I wanted to settle down. I wanted to be less on the road when I had a family and, and ultimately the, the two kids and uh, the wife that I do have and started getting interested in technology, probably relatively late in the game, but, but it turned out to be a, a blessing in a way because it was right at the point where you could put everything that you needed in the box under one computer roof, so to speak. And, you know, sort of found my way into children's writing just on a, on a lark, in a way. Somebody asked me if I wanted to try out for, for a new show called Third and Bird that the Little Airplane was starting. And I started with that, and that led to doing things like the, the Wonder Pets, and I ended up scoring this Gemini-winning show, uh, The Ocean Room in Canada. 
and then ultimately found my way to Peg Plus Cat and a number of other children's projects, even as I was, you know, continuing to do commissions, writing operas and uh, doing arranging and composing for other people, certainly outside of the children's realm. And even as I continued my jazz career to a certain extent. Through it all, I've also been a teacher. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm proud that I, I recently was uh, given the the, uh, the Hunter uh, Presidential Award for Outstanding Teaching, I think it is what it was called. Uh, no, no, for Teaching Excellence, which is which was very flattering. I'd been teaching at Hunter at that point uh, as of last year for about seven years. And also for about four years, I was uh, the chair of Jazz and Contemporary Studies at the Harlem School of the Arts, where there's a tremendous number of incredibly prodigious uh, talent there. Uh, that I was very proud to have had the opportunity to oversee until I essentially decided to leave once the the core people that I'd been teaching uh, went on to prestigious universities like Berkeley and the New School, and frankly, so that I could spend more time out in Maplewood where I had moved the last couple of years with my family uh, to, you know, be able to stretch out a little bit and have a bit more space outside of the city. So that's basically it in a nutshell. I started as a classical pianist. I forged a career as a jazz musician, and I probably learned a certain kind of open-mindedness in the process, I guess you could say. And then ultimately, when I wanted to settle down, and, and right at the time that I think technology was really becoming much more accessible, made the switch to writing for media, and in a sense kind of got lucky and fell into certain things, and it's led to other things that I've now been doing for quite some time. And, you know, this is one of the subjects that I'll bring up with the various people, hopefully, that I talk to about, you know, branching out and not wanting to get pigeonholed and the different areas that they've gone into and why and, and that kind of thing. So that's sort of the uh, the nutshell. Uh, we will see as we proceed the sort of format that this uh, show will evolve into. I can be certainly long-winded, and so I will try to keep things focused and not uh, overly long. I will also try to include musical examples whenever I can, occasionally throwing in things, if relevant, of my own music, certainly, including things like introductory and closing music, but also the occasional excerpt, and certainly featuring the music uh, when allowed of whomever I'm interviewing and uh, really trying to get inside the minds of how other people uh, do this business that we call composition. So hopefully this will be of use to you. I certainly welcome you to subscribe and I will try to get these out on a relatively regular basis, you know, between seven to 10 days per podcast, if all goes well, and we'll get the show rolling and see how things feel. And so I welcome you and encourage you to check back in and uh, we'll see where we end up. Uh, in the meantime, you can find out more about me and you can reach me via my website at ddjackson.com. That's just the letter D, letter D, J-A-C-K-S-O-N.com. You can find me on Twitter at ddjack. That's just letter D, letter D, J-A-C-K. You can uh, find me on Facebook and YouTube and everywhere else. Or you can just go to ddjackson.com and find out everything that you would uh, want to find out about me. Until then, this is D.D. Jackson, the Composer to Composer podcast edition number one. And I will look forward to talking to you further soon. Take care.